so this can get out. Trying to do it by Wednesday so that it's not a thing that goes out on Thursday because that's yeah, just probably weird. a good idea. Yeah, and then Friday nobody cares. So <laughs> trying to do it on Wednesday because everybody's cool. belly's full and they're talking about we need to go run a mile because I ate too much. Right. Which, which actually they may listen to a podcast while they're running a mile. And that might be should a good have, social post. We should have added the tempo. <laughs> like we'll give you a we'll give you a, a running tempo to this oh, while like an like an ending. Okay, so now go run. <laughs> like chariots of fire. <laughs> All right. Anyway, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. If you're yeah. listening to this before or after. Are you immersed in a sea of business advice and education but not sure what to embark on first? Instead of adding to the ocean of information, we're here to help you navigate it like a pro. The Wayfinding Growth Podcast will help you take a deep dive into new actionable strategies, tools, and tactics to help you grow. So start charting a course for business growth as you explore a better way to grow further, faster with your hosts, Remington Begg and George B. Thomas. All right, and we are back. Mr. Begg, how are you doing this fine day? I'm doing great, George. It's uh, recap time. Mm. We get to like fully go into like the new template and like actually leverage it and use it publicly because mm. we've been working on this for a while. Mm. So, yes. yeah, and this one was this one was a, a pretty interesting, pretty interesting one. So all, I'm excited to chat about it today. All week long, I have been working on the word exclusivity. Exclusivity. <laughs> you nailed it. Exclusivity. I have said it multiple times so that I could get on this show and say exclusivity. Because previous <laughs> to this, I would jack that word up. But you know what I didn't jack up? I didn't jack up the fact that we had Vincent on as a guest. And I agree. It was very interesting. It, it, it started out interesting because it was the first mobile squared. Like it, he yeah. was in a car on a mobile device. Um, and, and I gotta be honest with you because as, as somebody who, well, I shoot, we've done a lot of shows. I've done a lot of shows and I was like, Oh, oh man, this is, this could go completely wrong. Amazingly, it didn't. It went, it went really well. So yeah. What were your thoughts? kind of overarching before we dig in as we go forward into this uh, recap episode. Yeah. So this is another one of those that not um, these individuals weren't really in my circle. Right. Mm. And so, so some of those become fun because you learn, like I usually have this podcast episode as my first introduction to an individual. And so that's uh you know, so that's exciting, but in general, I didn't really know where he was going with the topic. And so, you know, he, it's funny. He, he's even joked on Twitter, like these guys actually not only let me talk <laughs> on a podcast, but then they actually published it. Um, you could tell that he was, he's building this and it's fresh and it's raw. And that was probably one of my biggest takeaways is like, you don't have to have everything figured out to start talking about it. And a lot of times you like have those ahas as you roll. Yeah, yeah. It, it was funny because even in like as we're going through this, you kind of was like, 
I think he's baking this out. And I was like, yeah, I absolutely agree he's baking it out. I'll tell you what wasn't baked out for this episode is my freaking video. Because when I went back to like edit it, I realized that about, I don't know, maybe five, six minutes in, all of a sudden there's this beautiful frozen frame of the side of my face for the rest of the episode. <laughs> and I'm like – what just happened? You know, the other thing that was crazy to me at the very beginning is I listened to Vincent say, by the way, this is an old man thing right here. Just so any any old people or older men or women, like when you hear somebody say back in the day and they're like half your age, you're like, dang it. Because <laughs> he was like, you know, he's, hey, I was I was doing TV and such back in the day. And I'm like. And he's like, I think the internet was still around. No, yo, I grew up. I started working. There was zero internet. It wasn't even the five guys in Utah or South Dakota or wherever he mentioned <laughs> even thinking about it. So anyway, you'll have that. Yelp wasn't even around. Yeah. Yelp wasn't even around. Speaking of that, he did talk about right. Yelp. So what, what was your thoughts when you heard the word Yelp and social media? Yeah, so so this is where the beginning of the questions really started coming up for me is that would not be the first place that I would go to, which brings a couple interesting things in general. First off, for the record, this is a recap episode about Vincent Orlack and his topic, <laughs> channel exclusivity. We just dove right in. But when we're talking about um, – you know, when we're digging in and we're talking about like his history, he had quite the story mm. about how he came in and he started out, you know, in one area. He wanted to be, I think he said a sportscaster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and really wanted to be on that side. And then, and then he like rolled into his introduction of social really was Yelp. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but it was like a, it was a dramatic pause for me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I kind of see it. And there's a couple different things that I think we can unpack on that. Um, not even talking about Vincent for a second is there's a lot of different areas in social media that are social mm. or sorry, on the internet that are social, but not social networks. Yeah. Um, that I think is a, a very interesting point of view, but yeah. Um, it, it was just, there was a lot of new in that episode. I was really thrown off when I realized we were recording in a parking garage, um, in a car, <laughs> And I was like, you ready for this? And I thought like he's walking and then he got in the car and I'm like, oh. Uh, oh, well, here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. <laughs> Circling back around to Yelp, like when when we first started, not we meaning like you and me, but we as in me and the agency that I used to work for in Maslin, Ohio, a.k.a. Wild Boy, we were Yelp partners, bro. So yeah. this this actually like brought me back to like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is like pre inbound. Right. This is yeah. this is back in the web dev days. Um, but, but here's the thing. Even though the conversation was around Yelp, even though, uh, the conversation was being baked out, there was something that was very interesting. And, and this thread goes entirely through the entire episode with Vincent. And that is, you could tell that he was a caring human yep. and, and that he understood that caring immensely uh, or enormously or whatever words you want to put in there about the customer or potential customer um, and navigating in that manner is huge uh, for success to any business or growth to any business is just caring uh, about what happens. Yep. So, so that was interesting to me. Yeah. And the other, you know, going back to this Yelp thing, 
Um, cause even since we recorded that first episode, you know, Yelp's like shares are down like 30% because they're getting some serious backlash about like, you know, like advertisers and stuff. So when I think that there's, there's all these underlying lessons that Vincent's episode kind of brought across. One is you come in and you got to be, be able to pivot. Um, you don't have a fully baked out, you don't have to have a fully baked out concept to start building upon it. Mm. And then this, this idea of, you know, where you start out does not really define where you end up. Like you, you have to work, you have to work on it. And, you know, he's, he's always, he talked about always learning and trying to like figure out what the next thing is. And he just took those as, as like pivots or waypoints as, as you described in that episode too. There was just a lot in that intro. Um, I, I replayed it back like four or five times because there's little things like, he's like, yeah, I started out over here and then I bounced over here and, and one person could be like, wow, he moved around a lot. But then when you think about it, he was he was realizing that there was opportunity and then use that and what he knew to take the next step. Yeah, so, and, and pretty, I, would say, awesome. I would say who doesn't move around a lot when you're first getting started and you're trying to figure yeah. it out. And, you know, it, it's funny because I, I was just listening this morning uh, to this inspirational Will Smith thing, and he talks about fail and fail fast and fail forward. And, you know, not that Vincent was failing, but he was figuring out uh, where to head to. And, and here's the thing. It's funny because we like yelp, 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 yelp. Um, and he talked more about Yelp than he talked about actually working like for a Facebook initiative, yeah. right? Like he, he just kind of, right. Hey, by the way, the thing just that might that be there. cool that I could talk about, I'm not really going to talk about because there was this Facebook thing, but, but like you, I rewound the beginning a couple times at this one place where I was like, wait a minute. I don't know if he meant to say it that way, but he said it that way. And because he did, my mind is kind of playing around with this, and that is the fact that in one place, he excited, excitedly mm, – I was working on exclusive, exclusivity too much. <laughs> See? I told you, people. I'm not making that junk up. Um, he excitedly said uh, there were some amazing roadblocks, and I thought yeah. to myself, wait a minute. Now, most people would not put the word amazing in front of roadblocks because roadblocks are things that are keeping you or stopping you or slowing you down from where you get to. But if you have the mindset of, well, it's amazing because the roadblock actually is what made me grow or got me to the point where I was trying to get. And and it was funny because I, when he said that and then later on he said, you know, look, I didn't get the job at uh, ASU. I didn't deserve it. And I was like, ooh, didn't deserve it. And amazing roadblocks is a very interesting piece for any business owner to pull out and kind of dissect and grow from that mentality or that mindset that was very kind of hidden amongst the words yeah. that were in this episode. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the other things I really appreciated is, um, you know, he, he kind of owned the fact that he didn't get the ASU job. And you could tell he had goals because he went back and applied. Like that didn't prevent him from going back to learn more. But I have this like trigger moment whenever I say, whenever I hear people say like "fake it till you make it," mm. right? And 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 it's that is like assuming that you're not like that's assuming like let's see if I could get the job and then I'll learn into it. Like he obviously has the very opposite culture that he's he was very much I'm gonna I'm gonna just learn all I can about it so that it can help me get to where I need to go. So there was a there's a big 
a big thing. And for the record, people don't, if you want to have a conversation with me about growth or going somewhere, do not say the words fake it till you make it. Well, note to self, don't ever talk to Remington about how I faked it till <laughs> I made it. <laughs> just kidding. So right. it, it's funny. We just, we, we then went into the charting the course section and there are a couple yeah. things that I pulled out, but it was funny to watch you at this point because you started typing like a freaking madman. So mm-hmm. in, in the notes section, so kind of unpack when you got into this charting of the course and we were like, what is, uh, you know, channel exclusivity? Why does it matter? Like where are companies with it? Like what were the things that were going around in your mind as a business owner at this point in time in the episode? Yeah. So, so this is where. So I'm trying to like filter out all the words that are coming out that were coming out of his mouth during the episode. You know, we're talking channel exclusivity, this concept that is obviously rel- is pretty fresh in Vincent's mind. You can tell he's been thinking about it for a long time, but like articulating it mm. is something that is new. And so so bringing it out and it was I was writing notes, but not only was I writing notes, I was writing notes at the top of the list and then at the bottom of the list and then at the top of the list trying to like mangle this awesomeness into one little um, snippet that we could share with the group because yeah. I knew this was coming. Yeah. But um, but when we started looking looking into it, you could tell overall that he's trying to address a problem. And and one is, is you know, he, he's got a background in content and creating content and doing social media. And there was a lot of this conversation around making making it so that you own a certain social network more than like distributing content across everything. And there's a couple different schools of thoughts there. So I am a big on let's let's reach people where they are and then drive them in a certain direction, which is pretty different than his concept of channel exclusivity. But one of the the things that we could start out agreeing to is that humans are involved with B2B. And I say that all the time, right? And so no matter how technical the content is or how technical the product is or what the buying process looks like, there are people there. Um, I thought that was really huge. What about you? So it's funny because for me, I was like, I'm not – I'm not exclusive. Like I'm on almost <laughs> every channel. And so right. I was trying to keep an open mind. And and it's funny to hear you talk about like, uh, you know, being a firm believer of being out there where they are and then shifting the focus to where we'd like them to go. And I think sometimes what, what I do, and it's a little bit weird on social, is I'm everywhere because I'm pseudo testing. Um, and right. I feel like I haven't taken the next step of what Vincent is talking about. However, I feel like I've tested enough to know there are multiple channels that I could totally like jump off of or way slow down, uh, aka Twitter. Like it's just sure. not giving me the return that it used to. Um, however, about six months ago, uh, leaned into a platform that historically I didn't touch and has been giving the most reward over the last six months, aka LinkedIn. Right. right. So, so, so part of me wants to say, yes, channel exclusivity, but part of me wants to go, ooh, I don't know. Um, sure. And and I think that part of that is that I agree with you to that you almost have to be there to have mm-hmm. a conversation to build a community to be able to point them to important things like our video masterclass fundamentals 
thing that we just launched and we'll talk about that later. Right. And it's actually video fundamentals masterclass, but whatever. Um, <laughs> like you've got to be out there, right? Cause if I was never on right. Instagram and then I showed up on Instagram and I was like, Hey, by the way, we launched this new thing. People would be like, yeah, screw you, dude. Like, I don't even know right. like why you're on this channel right now. Um, so there's, so there's that, but I also think there are times when I wish there was one less tab that I had to freaking look at in my browser so that I could kind of get more work done and really have better conversations along the day. So that's, so that's interesting. However, I want to pull out one thing, um, that he said, actually there's two things, but I'm gonna pull out one now and then be quiet and let you talk for a while. He said something in this section that I grabbed onto, and it was, you have to do something different, right? And, and, sure. I, and, and one could take that as you have to do something different as a, test the platform to see, or you have to do something different. And I would even say, like, in the way that you're engaging with the, the platform itself. So, for instance, uh, about three weeks ago, I was super frustrated – I felt like I was getting like nominal engagement on my social channels. So I could be like, well, yep, nobody loves me. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'm just going to go ahead and quit. Or I can be like, hey, let's switch it up and change the conversation. Mm-hmm. Amazingly, when I changed the conversation, engagement went through the freaking roof. And I was like, "Yeah, hmm, so that's what people want to hear. Sure. Yeah. And that's so and I think that that goes into how he's talking, like making sure you're speaking to the right people for specific audiences. Um, but one of the one of the the biggest barriers and, and I I love that Vincent was so passionate about this. And I r- realized that we probably only touched the surface in the in the conversation that we had. But I've always operated on this like own, owned media versus earned media. And so that isn't necessarily something that came up in his conversation. I, I'd love, you know, we can continue to uh, to hash it out talking about it. But one of the things that um, I'll give an example to is Medium. So mm-hmm. Medium, right, has replaced a lot of companies' blogs. And then now suddenly I'm seeing those companies that said, oh, we're not going to blog on our own website anymore. We're going to blog on Medium. Now suddenly I see them coming back to their own websites. And so it's this shiny new thing syndrome, or it could be that maybe they're not getting the results. But it, for me, it's not it's not whether it's shiny or it's, you know, it's something we should be on. Is, is your audience there? If the answer is yes, then you should probably be there. And then you need to be driving them somewhere, yeah. right? It has to go back to your site. So, you know, um, 23 does a great um, – 23, the video hosting platform, does a great job in this. Like you had your interview with them from back at Inbound that they did. Yeah. And they've got me a couple different times. They've shared different snippets of your interview <laughs> on three different social networks. Yeah. And then each one like says, uh, watch the full episode on our website. And so they're kind of going with this channel exclusivity thing um, that Vincent's talking about in this example. But their exclusivity is you want the whole thing? Come to our site. And so there's there's like an extra little thing that we can you know, lever on that. But when we start talking about those specific audiences, I look at Facebook and Twitter mm. and there's different intents on there for a majority of people, especially when you think of Facebook as more of a community management tool rather than a social media tool. Um, 
And there's a couple of reasons why I'm calling it that. One is we have groups and groups are really driving a lot of engagement nowadays. But the conversation, and I think it was Mike Alton's episode just two episodes ago, where we talked about three episodes, two or three, depending on whether you're looking at our recap. But the Mike Alton talked about the fact that like Google Plus, he had people giving him feedback about actually going back and forth from a conversation standpoint rather than a soapbox. Mm. And so if you're thinking about your content that way and you're just this pay and spray type thing on each of the social networks, the message might be different. It might be that no one cares. Like you said, like maybe I just have to change up my message or it's like that concept of if everything's bold, nothing's bold. So, so I'm, I'm kind of open to this, this concept of putting certain content on certain pages and then maybe revolving it down the road, like taking, taking what Vincent's saying a little bit further and saying, Hey, we're going to put all this content here and then, and then move it over. And an example of this, which I'd love to get your feedback on as like a little bonus in this, um, is, uh, what Mike, Mike from social media examiner just did with his long form content. So that, you know, there's so many different areas where you could talk about this. Cause is it, is it being exclusive on topic <laughs> or is it being exclusive on uh, medium or is it being exclusive on, you know, just general, we're going to put all our eggs in one basket. I'm not a big fan of that personally. Yeah, all eggs in one basket makes me nervous. Um, I know it, that was a rant and a half. It, 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 but it was amazing. It's good stuff. Like people can go back and unpack this. This is why I love doing this part because it allows our mind to just kind of flow with the things that we're thinking. And hey, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. We're a couple of smart guys. Hey, I'm just kidding. But I mean, we are, but I'm just kidding. Anyway, I could go into a loop and just keep doing that, but I won't because there was another piece of this. And by the way, uh, Michael Stelzner, long form content. I believe it's a huge test and social yep. media examiner is great at testing things, which by the way, might be the pseudo underlying piece of this it, it, test being exclusive. And then don't. Right. Um, and by the way, medium, um, do both. And by the way, if you thought you did it for two months and that's why it didn't work, then do it for six or do it for 12. Because right. by the way, you're impatient. I'm talking to the whole audience. You're impatient. Right. Like as business owners, 99.9% of us are impatient. So let it brew. Like let it simmer. Let it be a crock pot, not a microwave. That's your content strategy. Oh. Is. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say that. Speaking of food, hot ones. He mentioned hot ones on the episode. And man, that is a great show. You should watch it. But the piece that I want to talk about is regurgitated, regurgitated content. Because Remington, you even kind of beefed on me. This might have been a month and a half ago. He's like, dude, uh, so uh, by the way, I'm being Remington for a second. Remington, <laughs> we're on a call. Remington goes, so – um." Uh, do you not care about uh, your Facebook audience, like your George Benjamin Thomas page anymore? I'm like, what? What are you? What are you talking about? Well, you're only uh, sharing the title and the link, so obviously you don't care anymore. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, it was actually a mess up. <laughs> like it was, it was like, oh, I didn't mean to do that, but then right. I did that, and so it doesn't matter if I meant to do it or if it was an accident and it happened. The audience goes, oh, well, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He's just broadcasting, right? right? And so it's funny because when we were having the Mike Alton episode, I was like, cut, cut, episode over. But so you go, you got you. I will at least say this, and it's maybe not being exclusive, 
But coming up sure. with pieces of content, like 23 was a great example. Pieces of content that are specific for that platform. Not exclusive, sure. but specific. Two totally different things here. Um, and then, by the way, I realized on this episode there is one other thing that I love to do, and that is say random things that make you laugh. Because I rewound when I said poopy content like seven times just to hear your laugh that you were trying to hide but was still there yep. in the episode. So anyway, that's that was my take on charting the course. What a rant, but it was a good rant. You should probably yeah. rewind that section uh, because there's a bunch of nuggets in there, to be honest with you. Woo. Tools. All right. Tools, tools, tools. I, yeah. I, go for it. Tools, tools. I didn't expect to go the way that it did um, right. at all. But, right. but I think we can we can really lean into the fact that the groups allow for leveraging that exclusivity really well. In fact, to a point of where it's like that middle ground between a visitor and a lead. Like you're getting some engaged, mm. you're having conversation, but you're only willing to have conversation if they're willing to be a part of your posse. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. I love when he mentioned Facebook groups, I was like, okay, cool. Um, not what I expected, but I know that we'll at least be able to talk about this on the recap episode because I love our groups like Sprocket right. Talk, Facebook group. Um, dang, like it's just a great vehicle to have very interesting content that people wouldn't necessarily put out on an entire platform. But when you have a group of close friends, like let's let's just be honest, like we talk differently with our close friends sure. around a fire pit than we do from the stage. Like, you know, there's different jokes and there's yeah. different topics that we talk about. Facebook group is that like you start to get comfortable with the people. You start to understand who who some of the alphas are. You you start to realize that. Uh, who the value adds are and who's going to answer the question and who's not and who might have more questions than others. And it just becomes this very interesting dynamic. And, and I will say it is the place where I have put the most exclusive type conversations um, mm -hmm. in there because I'm literally thinking of those people, their wants, their needs, their desires before I post in there. So it's, so right. it, it was very interesting to me. Um, but again, wasn't expecting that as the tool. Things I pulled yeah. out of this Remington real quick and then I'll let you kind of do, yeah. do a rant. Um, he talked about human to human uh, helpers, right? He brought up Marcus yep. Sheridan, just ask your customer. I think those are – being a helper and being willing to shut up long enough to ask a question and then shut up again and listen – uh, are always right. going to be key, like growth strategies for any business yeah. uh, ever. Even when we're like selling to Androids, probably like ever, like <laughs> it's just gonna make sense. Help people, right. ask a question and listen. Yeah, and I think um, I think groups reinforce this a little bit more because it's a little bit more one on one feeling um, than social, which is interesting because it really shouldn't be. It shouldn't feel more one on one like. Um, but the, the group, the group concept is like when we talk to people about groups versus social media, I have had people like have different mindsets about that. Like it's, it's interesting when you think about that, we're like, well, we should think we should build a Facebook group. And they're like, well, what are we going to talk about? 
Hmm. But then we're not having that conversation about like, what are we going to talk about on social media? So it's a, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting thing that as a, as a tool starts to make you rethink the audience that you're going to have there. But one of, th- one of my favorite things about Facebook groups is, especially because we're connected in a lot of different audiences, like other one-on-one groups that are very much focused around like the same subject matter. And I absolutely love it when we get the question first in Sprocket Talk. And then you see it get asked like, five minutes later in a different group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. But, but the cool thing about that, and, and this is like more agency lens on it is you get a lot of people, like a lot of other agencies or agency owners or agency employees from other orgs asking these questions. And it's not something they'd want to ask outside of the group because they don't want, whether it's vulnerability or whatnot, they don't want other people to know about that. But the fact that those groups allow for you to have more authentic conversations to your point, think around the around the fireplace or the fire pit like there's definitely opportunity there and then the other thing he said as a navigational tool was was just like the human to human side like he said like just having conversations um and i thought that was interesting because that takes it completely out of tech Hmm. and could be like standing in line at mcdonald's or wherever you know, just kind of talking it that way. Yeah, I, I agree with this. And I even put a note and it, and it's funny because I do think, by the way, why I think video is so like prevalent right now is because we're going back to as far as we can the human way, even in a digital world and video right. just, there's, it's so many things, but it's funny because, um, I put in here in our notes, likability and trust. Mm-hmm. Like, like <laughs> no matter what, like you said, standing in the line at McDonald's or in a Facebook group or on any social platform that you're either being exclusive or not exclusive on, if your goal is to be a helper, be likable, and gain trust over time, like you just won. Again, right. it might be six months. It might be a year. It might be a year and a half. It might be four years. By the way, did I tell you you're impatient? <laughs> I think I did earlier. Like it may be five years. It might be six years. Like it's funny because like what if I could give everybody out there a gift, it would be the understanding that like just obnoxious patience, like to right. just do it again and again and again and again and not get into your head and again, like – Right. I'm just, I'm just saying, and and overnight successes. It just, yeah, we've <laughs> right. had that conversation on this bad boy before. Right. It's just not a thing. You know, it's funny. Yeah. This episode, Remington, it's brought to the fine people, the viewers, the listeners. By now, our new video fundamentals masterclass. Look, it's ten modules. Two you can watch immediately. Eight are going to be actual live sessions where you can ask your questions because we want to address the hurdles that you're facing. Not that other people are. We want to be able to help you launch a video culture in your company in 2019. You've got to go check it out. It is impulsecreative.com forward slash V, Victor, F, Frank, M, Mary. Don't put the like Victor, Frank, Mary. Just slash VFM on the end of there and we'll see you on the inside. I'm super excited for that to start, by the way. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be really awesome. And, Mm. you know, those two free modules for the people that aren't sure, they get instant access to those. And then um, and then we've got some very special pricing, like more than 50 percent off um, of that masterclass. If people make a decision before the end of November in 2018, this episode could be listened to next year. In that case, you could still go and you could still get the preview. But the discount might be gone. It might be gone. However, even at the regular price, it's crazy value. I mean, come on. We're yeah. talking about getting some serious time with the GBT and the Remington bag on yeah. strategy, video, culture. <sighs> anyway. Less than you'd spend on coffee every single day. I mean, day, come on. Like each week. I'm worth more than a Starbucks. I'm just going to throw that out <laughs> there. I mean, come on. All right. All right. Bermuda but yeah, Triangle. Check it out, people. Yeah, they, they need to. Bermuda Triangle. Where do people get lost? Who's the pirate? I think I think with the Bermuda Triangle, I was more on the Vincent bandwagon than in the beginning. Mm. And I don't mean this I don't mean this in a negative way whatsoever based on what he was talking about, but I was really trying to wrap my head around the concepts and where he was going, but you know me and data. Like mm. he he got he got really deep into this and one of the biggest takeaways for me is that especially with social or content in general, that there's a fundamental lack of focus around hitting numbers when we're thinking about like channels like unless you're a large enterprise company and that's all you're doing you're like your job is to acquire people on the blog like a lot of times people aren't even thinking about the focus of these other channels um so that was a that was a big aha for me that some of these smaller companies could really start you know, mining the details of the content they're sharing and the effectiveness of what they're sharing mm. and then how that how that ties into you know, traffic generated or leads generated per channel too. Yeah. I'd like to agree with you. And I mean, I knew that you would nerd out on that section and it's a good section. For me, I was like, Vincent, did you really just say that? Like there's two places where Vincent got me where I was like, I just don't even know. I love you, brother, but I don't know. And so he said, he said to me, and you could tell, this is the thing. You could tell when he said it, he was like, did I just say that? Because right. <laughs> he, he said, focus on the right thing in the right place. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how? Right? Sure. So, so I, my, I mean, my mind like exploded at that point because I was like, okay, we're going to have a recap episode. And one of the places that we need to talk about is this place. However, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't have the answers other than to say, well, you should test, right? You should right. go on the platform. You should spend some time on there. You should see if you can gain an audience. But yeah, of course, if you pick the wrong platform, you've just wasted a crap ton of time. If if you've picked the wrong topic, um, yeah, you probably spent a bunch of money in man hours and whatever ads. If you did ads, right? Um. So so to this point, and I love that I love that you're calling this part out because, um, 
operating on assumptions with tech and social media and any like digital marketing right now, super dangerous. Even if you're reading a blog about the top things to do in 2018, like 2018 is almost over. Mm. Right. And, and so here, here's a, here's a quick little story to this point. Um, I had a talk at FGCU, the local college here, and I was talking to a whole bunch of PR and communication majors that were about to be graduating. And I talk about leveraging social media and going into each of these different areas. And I always start my conversation with wanting to know more about the audience, right? And so I've got a series of slides and it goes through and it shows the Facebook logo, an Instagram logo. It actually didn't before, but that's a story in a second. Um, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, like making sure that that all these people that are graduating are on these platforms and utilizing them in a way that they could think of from a business point of view. Mm. And so, so to this point, right, focusing on the right thing in the right place. So I talked to the team internally and they're like, you should probably include Instagram in, in those slides where you're asking questions. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Like, and so I threw in an Instagram logo right behind the Facebook logo because, you know, Facebook's or Instagram's owned by Facebook. And, and so, in the past, I gave this presentation six months ago and then about 18 months ago prior to that. The last times that I gave the presentation, I get everyone to raise their hand and I say, raise your hand if you are on and using Facebook. And in the history, it's been 80% of the room, like every single time. Even six months ago was probably 70% of the room. There was one person in a room of about 50 people that raised their hand when I said, who's using Facebook? Mm. Right now, these are, this is a younger generation. These are people coming out of college, and but these people are going to be making decisions and influencing decisions, moving very quickly into like their professional lives. And so, like that's a perfect example of where 18 months ago, if I was leveraging a strategy that I defined that Facebook was where I needed to be for a specific audience, that could be super dangerous. But then when we got into like Instagram. The Instagram numbers 18 months ago, like it didn't even, it was like, yeah, I use it personally, like whatever. No, it's like crazy polarized. Like the people that were on, were on Snapchat and on Facebook are now on Insta. And, and then you get into some of these other platforms. So, so you got to be really careful and make sure that you're looking at today's data, not data from even six months ago, because tech changes so quick. Yeah, might I just say maybe even six days ago. Like yeah. it, it's it's crazy to be honest how quick it moves. And hashtag Yelp. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I mean, it just it is crazy. And, and what's fun about it though is like everybody is looking at kind of you mentioned these 2018 posts, these 2019 posts. I mean, like it should almost be like quarter, like. You yeah. know, what, what Facebook strategies in Q3 of 2019, like almost that specific or, or you do content like, you know, I don't know, some guy who does like daily right. videos because it changes and updates every single day. Uh, anyway, imagine if you did, imagine if you did a monthly or like a quarterly update about what, how HubSpot has changed. As a platform, it'd be like you couldn't an, do it. It'd be like a two-hour show, like, right? It, about like, the history, yeah. It'd be yeah, and and which is wasted. 
Because people right. got to use it immediately. Anyway, you know what else immediately needs to happen? Well, first of all, yeah. they need to go and check out our newsletter. Go to the show, hit the link, sign up, find out more information. But more importantly than that, we need to get to this Captain Killing It yeah. section. And uh, I'm going to shake things up today because um, Vincent shook the freaking room up with Steakums and Moon Pie. Yeah. So I was like – Okay, there's a couple things that I want to pull out about this. One, I love steakums, and my wife loves steakums. Two, I love moon pies, and I would never think that ever there would be an episode where we would talk about steakums and moon pies on the same episode. So that was mind-blowing. However, there were things that Vincent said during this, and again – you, I, I'm telling, I swear, people, you got to rewind and almost listen to this thing like two or three times because there's like these hidden gems that you can uncover. And he said these words, off the wall or out of the ordinary. And yep. he was talking about Stakem's Twitter account. And I thought. And he's absolutely right. Yeah. And, and I thought, you know, here's the thing. Like in a world where everybody is almost afraid to stand out. Because when you stand out, there's the potential of being made fun of. There's the right. potential of screwing it up. There's the potential of falling on your face. However, if you're going to live like it's iRobot or whatever, and you can't tell the difference between anybody, hmm. So how do you make your content off the wall or out of the ordinary? And that led me to, you know what? I'm not going to give the community a captain killing it. This week, but instead I'm going to ask them to tweet either at Remington Beg or at George B. Thomas and mention a brand or a person that you follow currently that is a little off the wall or a little out of the ordinary and suggest that they be a Captain Killing It episode person. Plus, yeah. I'm going to follow them because I so realize if I want to be that way. Then I want to march yeah. to that tune. Yes, sir. So Stakem, Stakem as a – like I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be following Stakem on Twitter. <laughs> like, like historically, like Oreo's done a really good job like you know, with some things that happened. And then you know, you've got Wendy's. Like a lot of people know the social media team at Wendy's is super on point. But like I've never really thought about Stakem. Like, oh, let me join Stakem. Right. There's two things here. I haven't had Stakem in a while. Right. In mm. fact, I think there's I think they're like in the bottom of my freezer, <laughs> but I haven't. But like I haven't actually gone out and had them. And um, the, and I subscribed to them on Twitter as soon as Vincent said Stakem because I'm like, what? <laughs> like Stakem. But here's an example. When you're not out there living your best life tonight, <laughs> when you're out there living your best life tonight, just remember one thing. You're always looking at your nose, but your brain blocks it from your vision. Like, that's from Stakem. It's very profound, right? Like, so as we're going through and we're talking about the things that are right in front of you, like, it's still there. Like, you know that it's there, but it's like they've got a lot of these these conversations. I love You know that. what I mean? I love that. Like and, and so, like, it, it just blows me away. And then Stakem's Ten Command <laughs> – Stakem's – Ten command meats. Oh, geez. One, you should not have any other meats. <laughs> <laughs> 
Number two, just kidding. I don't care. Number three, you shall respect our Twitter. Number four, wait, never mind. Brands are the worst. Like, and it's, it's literally, you know, worst spelled like liver worst. Ah. <laughs> Five, you shall be nice to others. Six, unless they're like really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you, you, you start to see them. And then one of the other thing, the last thing about Steakum that I, I really appreciate. And so like, I'm totally on the Steakum bandwagon here is their stuff is not promotional to their brand, but people engage like crazy on them because they're hilarious and completely off the wall. Right. So that was, that was a huge thing um, for the captain killing it. So Steakum totally wins the race. We should tweet at them and give this little rant. Yes. They'd probably retweet this. Yes. They, they or might, not. And we won't do it because they might. We're just going to do it because they are awesome. They're awesome. And and look, as I listen to you talk about that, my mind goes to, look, people, uh, you want to grow? Like quit selling your crap. Start being yourself. Oh. Uh, and then your people will take notice. People will 100%. take notice. Remington, anything that you want to just kind of uh, – I don't know, capsulate or bookend or whatever word that we sure. should put here before we close this bad boy out. Yeah, so um, so Vincent Vincent was really great when I got to think about that episode. And so if you've gone through and you've listened to that episode once, push you to listen to it a second time because you'll you'll hear some different key pieces from there. And then, of course, he just heard heard us rant on a couple of them. But um, I really like the fact that he had me starting to question this concept of channel exclusivity in the first place. And so that means that what he is doing is already uh, already has some meaning and to keep going with it. But uh, but it was it was fantastic because you start going like, well, wait, how does this audience differ then from this audience? And I think that if nothing else, his mission is accomplished, at least for me in that regard. Yeah, I would say this one to Vincent. Keep going because this conversation needs to be had. Uh, get on another two, three, seven, twelve podcast. Cause by the way, the more you talk it out, the more it's going to solidify yeah. and, uh, maybe even turn it into a deck. And as you work through a deck and the points that you want to talk about from A to end or to Z, the journey, right? Understanding the journey that you're trying to get people to during this conversation. This, this, in other words, my friend has legs. Two, to the community, um, look, it comes down to some simple things that we figured out through a lot of these episodes. Um, be human, be authentic, be a helper, be a little bit of a goofball, focus on the human beings out there that are having a problem that they need to have a solution for, and you're going to grow and win the day. Look, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the bells, the likes, the subscribes, all the things so that we know that you're part of the community. If you're listening on your favorite that's right, favorite podcast app. Well, then stop listening on there. Head over to iTunes and leave five stars and a raving review. Although, I'm not saying that oh. iTunes isn't your favorite. It may be. I would, I would love some reviews. I want to know what people think about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, whether you want to make a public review or you want to send us a private review, hit us up. We want to know what, what you think and how you would like to get more value to. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the bee's knees, but hey, that's just me and right. we learn a lot, but are you? Anyway, until next time, make sure you leave the dock of mediocrity and set sail into the sunset of your success. Woo!